Refresh your wardrobe with lifestyle stylish collection that's totally worth it. Shop for curated fashion essentials from 3.99 and trendy work from home styles from 4.99. Visit your nearest store today. Style that's worth it. Lifestyle, your style, your store. Hey everyone, you're listening to the reality talk show. I'm Ganesh Sharma. I'm Navin Kumar and I'm Pranit Kumar. Awesome interviews. No Hi. Hello. Uh, hi Shohas. Uh, good evening. Good evening man. Hi. Yeah, I'm not going to be formal. Like, yeah. just, uh, just talk. It's okay. <laughs> I know. It's, it's kind of formal but... Uh, Let me start. Yeah. Okay. Go ahead. It's a honor to have you here. Uh, not really. Uh, you should not be feeling that honored. <laughs> no, no, no. We, uh, we are really honored. Uh, really, so, so I remember that uh, post that you put out on Instagram. Uh, you you put out my bio and in the end he's like, get ready to meet this remarkable man. And I was like, are you a remarkable man? <laughs> like, that felt so odd. Like, don't, don't do that. Like, yeah. <laughs> don't do that, dude. Like, uh, don't make me feel worse about myself, you know, like, because I'm not remarkable. No, there are a lot of people who look up to you actually. Name five. A lot of <laughs> people. Yeah. Me, There's already three. That's why I said five. Three. And there are a lot of people who have commented on the YouTube videos of yours. Yeah, I'm a celebrity to some extent actually. Yeah, maybe. But uh, a lot of those people who actually watch those YouTube videos, they don't end up coming for a live show. Yes. So it's like, yeah, it's just on YouTube that you have this uh, recognition. But you have so, a lot of silent fans as well. Yeah, but... They're the, they're, it's nice to have them, but they're of not much use <laughs> if okay. you look like, about uh, it. Uh, uh, so you like interacting with people then? Uh, not really. I'm more of a recluse. I don't like meeting new people and all that. But it's like, but you, if you're in this business, then you have to gently have to. But no yes. trust me, it's always nice to know that, okay, there's someone behind me <laughs> so who still listens to me. <laughs> fans. True or not? Yes. <laughs> I don't know about fans, but yeah, okay. There was, there was a lot of galis also that I got on my video. So <laughs> it's quite, it, I think okay, it balances itself out. Actually, yeah, we saw a couple of them a while back. Yeah, yeah. It's... Uh, you know what? To start this show, hmm. it's, people say, let's keep it auspicious and all. Hmm. So for you, the right thing would be start with a joke. Start with a joke? Yeah, let's put a smile on the business face. Never works that way, man. Like I keep hearing this usually happens a lot. Yeah. When you're a stand-up comedian, people come up to you and be like, "Hey, okay, a stand-up comedian, tell a joke." Tell a joke. Okay, now you are an animator, right? Like, oh, you know, animate something and show me. <laughs> like, <right now. laughs> exactly. <laughs> Never happens with any other profession. Like, I mean, it also happens to singers, I guess. But yeah, any other profession, people don't ask that. Oh, I'm a computer science engineer. Do coding now. Like nobody does that. That's a joke. So yeah. How no. often do you get that? Like when you go to your family function, they're like, hey, Suhas, tell one joke. Oh, sometimes they'll try to make me perform at family functions. And those are the yeah. worst to perform at because uh, uh, they're usually uh, uncles and aunties. I, I don't think are my demographic unless they're alcoholics. Okay. Uh, like drunk uncles and drunk aunties are the best audience to perform to. But uh, if they're sober and like samskari and all that, it usually goes very, very, very wrong. Especially samskari people. Oh yeah, it's horrible. Like they look at you like they've killed, like you've killed their child or something. Like it's 
horrible like so how do you react to that kind of and uh, criticism i drink oh. <laughs> <laughs> so you you drink if you have a good show you drink if you have a bad show so it's just yeah alcohol uh, is a savior yeah that's true that's true agree uh, if you don't mind can we know about your uh, Hmm. early stage journeys like how did you start this see i comedy? remember you doing stand up comedy at the time where we didn't know stand up comedy in our high school yeah there was i think the first time was uh, i think at that time the great indian laughter challenge was uh, quite big on right, tv right. like raju shrivastav uh, sunil pal and all these guys they were killing it on uh, on that show and uh, So basically what I would do at that time is that I would just take their set whatever they have performed I would just reenact that on stage I have I never wrote a joke by myself I think I I, I won also in yes. the high school uh but yeah it, it also it also feels wrong because actually now that I've been doing this long it's actually considered a cardinal sin to steal another person's joke <laughs> but uh, at that point I didn't know I thought ha huh, she is telling the joke I'll do the joke that is also stand up comedy and we did it I think I even won first place in Horlicks Wizkids competition, inter-school competition. That was a big thing in Bangalore. That's nice. No, but the issue was that that I won first place, and only three kids participated. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> so every one of us won something. It actually reminds me of that Jamun advertisement about the trace thing. Second. What? There was a number of kids saying that. I came second. Like, <laughs> you're like, who awesome? There's only two people. <laughs> If you got that reference, good on you. <laughs> yeah, I remember that idea. Yeah, I remember. Yeah. That actually means you're old. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're old man. The nineties kids. No, it's the the like Ganesh was saying there were millennials. I I don't think people who were born like early nineties are millennials because we've seen the world before the internet and after the internet. Yes, true. Like we've grown up with it. Now the kids who are born in like two thousand five, two thousand six, and all they. they don't know a world before the internet is there any made has everything given to them everything is like high speed every dude it was so hard to jack off when you were uh, when with dial up modems dude like <laughs> can you think about that <laughs> right like 512 kbps yeah. man <laughs> you started with 512 kbps fuck you okay <laughs> i started with dial up connection we put it in like doing all this and it would go like around 20 30 kbps would have to sit for 20 minutes for one picture to load <laughs> i don't think so you guys know about streaming like that <laughs> there was no such thing called a stream no streaming you yeah you pause the video yeah. you wait for it to load then you play <laughs> so that you have no you downloaded the entire movie Ah, first there was first. no streaming like exactly. i remember like downloading movies like torrenting it and you had to wait like a day like day? a day exactly. it yes. would take i remember yes i just got the docomo dongle so uh, it's exactly same yes, i also had a docomo uh, dongle yeah uh, like a movie which is 1 gb it took around 12 hours legit i was uh, at some point the connection was gone and it was checking the data and i saw 100% like oh damn it is done already and, and it started at 12 and the pricing was pricing so exactly. it, it was so expensive well, like 1500 for yeah. you would get like 10 gb of high speed yeah and then it would go back to low speed and it no, was really paid is fine but what about the post paid post paid one this guy had a huge bill once oh, with airtel with airtel airtel dude i used like 200 rupees and i had to pay 4000 bucks to them now but see the time now like now i have a post paid airtel connection 
and I have 270 GB worth of fast data available on my phone now. <laughs> and it carries over each month. I see the change. You know what I mean? These guys carry terabytes of data. Man. Terabytes oh, of data. Oh, oh, oh. Uh, yeah, per so, month I get around 3 TB per uh, per month. And the speed is uh, uh, 400 Mbps. No, they just bumped it up wow. uh, from 100 Mbps. What so it basically basically are uh, yeah. speed of jack-off or something. <laughs> 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 it's true, man. Like... That's why they. I think we have extreme patience because of that. Yes. Like it's okay, we can wait for things to happen. These guys are like, oh, give it to me now. But no, it won't happen now. Happen. People are in a hurry, and with the advent of internet, uh, people started becoming more lazy. Mm. Uh, okay, they started consuming more data online, uh, such as comedy as well. Uh, now people see more on YouTube or on Amazon Prime than you know than actually go personally and enjoy it. Yeah, that's also that. And I think a lot of these apps have also made us lazy. Yes. Like remember when you were hungry, especially when I was younger, when I was still in school and all that, like if you wake up and you don't feel like, if your parents didn't feel like cooking at home, they would give you the money, money. as the child and be like, exactly. go out there, Italy, what a parcel, like you would go there and you would yes. stand. Now it's like you have Swiggy. Did you know that there's this app called Dunzo, right? Yeah. Did you know how lazy we've become is apparently one guy, this was actually in the papers, he want, he had to give a, uh, give a parcel from one floor of the apartment oh. to another floor of the apartment, and he or, or got a Dunzo guy to come and do that. Like he ah, I got a story. Got to, he I was. Yes, please. Okay, so now he's dad. Okay, I uh, presently live in Uttarali, <laughs> and in an apartment called as Rainbow Waterfronts, which is right beside a famous hotel called as Rajathadri. Yeah, yeah, it's a good <laughs> place actually. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Do you know that my dad delivers from Rajatadri through Swiggy? <laughs> he ordered on Swiggy from Rajatadri Palace. This, this is what I'm talking about, right? Like that's how lazy we've become. And I, I'm okay with it, but but I think I hate the fact that the younger people are taking it so for granted. Yes. But yeah, it's okay. That's why I feel more old. Uh, <laughs> even though I'm just 27, I still feel really, really old now. When I'm looking at young kids and I'm like, Ugh, back in my day. Like, uh, <laughs> that makes us feel old. Actually, yeah. we reach that point where we feel like everything has just passed us and now we have everything uh, for easy. So we still young as just like, just struggle a little bit. Just yeah, exactly. That's true. Like, they're not struggling as much as we have. And that is, also, uh, like, remember like how our parents used to say, nah, yeah. nah, 10 kilometers I had to walk to get to school. You know, like, this is our movement. Yeah, I had to wait for one picture this hour <laughs> way of saying it and uh, now if you ask these kids they have nothing to tell a story like this but how, when I was how many of them know about football BMTC football BMTC yeah football. man standing yeah. in the corner of a bus oh yeah that happened getting the whole uh, uh, standing on a bus like very dangerously like on the like life or death it was scary life or death man like like this Sochcast Tune in for more with the Sochcast app from the Google Play Store. And and not only that, like a lot of things, it involved a lot of physical activity when we were young. Yeah, that's true. You see a tree, you want to climb. I used to climb trees. I used to fall down from trees. Yeah, I've done that. And I think it also had a lot to do with our parents also, I think, because my parents were always like, um, I used to watch a lot of TV. When I was uh, young, so but they would force me to go out and play. It's like, no, this your TV time is done. Get the fuck out! Like, <laughs> just leave. And 
and they were also young so i think yeah. they also wanted to do some kuchiku so i, I don't know <laughs> i think sometimes you need to give your parents also some privacy, some privacy. <laughs> so i remember them just sending me out to play and they and that was how it was i, I don't see that happening quite a lot now but and there was also this point wherein you know you would meet people from all classes of of life yes and like because if you are on a street you would meet the kid from the slum and you'd meet the kid who's also richer and like oh, so we had that but now i remember going to like an apartment complex of a friend and it's just kids in that apartment complex playing with each other in the basketball yes. court so they don't know like what's happening outside the world we used to play on the streets actually need tire made yeah yeah other tire oh, yes. everywhere yeah, like, yeah like don't like that was the thing like you know <laughs> just take a tire and a stick and just like play with that like it and i would do that for hours <laughs> like, yeah and then we got beyblades beyblades yes beyblades was a thing just made that thing even more lazy you know what found in india though i have a story though okay ಮನೇನಲ್ಲಿ ಬಾಂಡ್ಲೆ ಇರುತ್ತೆ ಗೊತ್ತಾ ಲೈಕ್ ಬಾಂಡ್ಲೆ ನಾವು ದೀಸ್ ಗೈಸ್ ಫಾರ್ ಪ್ಲೇಯಿಂಗ್ ಬೇಬ್ಲೇಟ್ಸ್ ಐ ರಿಮೆಂಬರ್ ಗೋಯಿಂಗ್ ಟು ಲೈಕ್ ದಿಸ್ ರಿಚ್ ಕಾಂಪ್ಲೆಕ್ಸ್ ಮೈ ಅಂಕಲ್ಸ್ ಹೌಸ್ ಫಾರ್ ದ ಸಮರ್ ರೈಟ್ ಅಂಡ್ ಆಲ್ ದ ಕಿಡ್ಸ್ ಇನ್ ದಟ್ ಬಿಲ್ಡಿಂಗ್ ಆರ್ ವೆರಿ ಪಾಶ್ ಓಕೆ ಅಂಡ್ ಅಂಡ್ ದೇ ಹ್ಯಾಡ್ ಬಾಟ್ ಲೈಕ್ ದೀಸ್ ರಿಂಗ್ಸ್ ವೇರ್ ಯು ಕುಡ್ ಪುಟ್ ದೀಸ್ ಬೇಬ್ಲೇಟ್ಸ್ ಇನ್ ಅಂಡ್ ಆಲ್ ದಟ್ ನೈ ಆಲ್ಸೋ ಹ್ಯಾಡ್ ಒನ್ ಬೇಬ್ಲೇಟ್ ಯಾವತ್ತೊಂದು ದಿನ ದೇ ಜಸ್ಟ್ ಕೇಮ್ ಇನ್ ಟು ಮೈ ಅಂಕಲ್ಸ್ ಫ್ಲಾಟ್ ಅಂದ್ರೆ ಲೈ ಹೇಡ್ ಯು ಹ್ಯಾವ್ ಅ ರಿಂಗ್ ಟು ಪ್ಲೇ ಬೇಬ್ಲೇಟ್ಸ್ ಇನ್ and i just went into the kitchen and took out a bandle okay <laughs> i just took that out and i remember placing it in and we were playing and these kids were so like posh that they were like dude wow dude what a great ring where which website did you buy this on <laughs> i was like yeah man you can buy it anywhere it's available in stores it's it's a cooking thing dude like they had no idea they don't even know that it exists in their kitchen yeah i had the same thing okay uh, and that to my beyblade was broken by this other metal alloy version of the beyblades so once i was sitting outside you bought the cheap one it was 200 fun school you're from fun school fun school ones were legit right yeah it was it was fun school and it was 200 bucks back then 200 bucks like how did you want to spend 200 bucks on a beyblade you 200 bucks back then is like at least 5000 now not no, 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 that's exaggerating too much one exaggerating too much maybe 500 if may, i maybe 1000 i think 1000 yeah, at yeah, least 1000 now i think like and it was i do i remember meeting batman <laughs> sorry hey uh, context is i remember this one story where you know when i was really young a flyer came to our house okay that back in the day when there was no internet that's how promotions used to happen okay there were flyers put in newspapers and i remember getting this flyer where there was like this big fun school store in jayanagar and it was like meet batman exclusive uh, like batman is coming to fun school in this particular place you can meet him and they've put like a nice picture of batman on the uh, flyer and, and i was i was a kid and i was too naive right like at that point i was like batman exists wow <laughs> awesome and i really wanted to meet batman and i've told my parents like yeah let's go we have we're going to go meet batman right and my parents were like oh this stupid kid like <laughs> you know like i can't believe he actually thinks this is real and but they were like they were sports they took me there i remember buying like a gi joe action figure oh gi joe like gi joe i my favorite was snake eyes so i remember oh, buying snake yeah, eyes yeah a lot of things storm shadow i was like amazing like i bought like a snake eyes which i eventually dropped in a toilet <laughs> so i lost Did it you but you know that those are collectors and they cost a lot no yeah man i They're... didn't know that i dropped mine down a toilet like and <laughs> and it just went in so i couldn't take it back also <laughs> he was on a mission 
snake eyes, man. Like, how did you end up in toilet, by the way? What were you doing? I, I was playing with the action figure while I was sitting on the commode. <laughs> like, <laughs> you know? Like, by the way, 128 kbps was not enough for you to jack off. <laughs> I was, I had not started jacking off yet. I'm talking about when I was really young. But I believed that Batman existed. And I remember going there, buying that action figure, and you can get it signed by Batman, okay? There are some five, like at least like some 500 kids in this store and they've all formed a line and I remember going close and that's when I see Batman is just this fat like uh, <laughs> like Tamilian uncle <laughs> standing there wearing like like a Batman costume that is very horribly made <laughs> you know just standing there like you can see his uh, stomach like is coming out and I'm just like oh man Batman let himself go like <laughs> he, sh- he stopped working out I guess like, and like I could literally like when he looked at me he's like hi I am Batman <laughs> in, my, in my head I'm like this, you're, you're not Bruce Wayne you're Srinivasan like <laughs> just Indian Batman Indian Batman and no, I was, that was when it br- when it broke my heart like that's when I think it started hitting me that what I'm watching he is not real reality and he signed the thing as Batman dude <laughs> like basically the Batman was pregnant with Batman <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how that works but uh, wait for nine I like how your sexual fantasies work for you man like it's, it's Batman guy. being <laughs> Batman being pregnant with Batman for you it was Shakti man do you remember the stories of oh kids jumping off buildings oh, because they thought I was about man. to do that man you were about to my parents uh, like I begged them please buy me a costume I really want a costume and at that point I started learning to climb these uh, uh, high rise buildings water tanks water oh, tanks okay. I had on my terrace so I used to climb I am Shakti man like shut the fuck up and get down I used to eat a lot of parleji thinking about Shakti man oh, by eating parleji oh yeah parleji had the Shakti yeah, man yes. thing on it at that parleji time. Shakti man and I'm like, dude, Shaktiman became Shaktiman eating parlage. Let me have one packet a day. Oh, that's so horrible. That's like, as I remember, that's how my mom started making me eat uh, soppu. <laughs> you know, because Popeye. spinach, right? Popeye. Yeah. Popeye, Popeye used to eat spinach, and that's like, ah, this is spinach sambar. Eat it. And I would be like, like yeah, I'm going to be like Popeye. <laughs> but no, it doesn't work that way, dude. Uh, those shows at that time were basically just to get nutrition into kids. <laughs> like, at least that yeah, propaganda worked to some extent. Propaganda worked to some extent. But out of all these things, I would like to ask, like, why did you make a comedy show based on 90s kids? Like, have you ever a thought about it? A lot of people have done that already. Uh, there are a lot of shows that have come out called 90s kids and like 90s uh, stories and all that. And I've also been part of a few of them. But uh, now I think it's like, now I, I don't want to make like a theme story, uh, not a themed show. But it'll be nice uh, to talk about this. I do talk about a lot of uh, stuff where, you know, I am from the 90s and oh. you kids are messed up. Like, <laughs> that happens. That happens no, if you want to target one audience, like, what is that theme which you want to take? You really want to take that theme and audience are going to be interested. One for in sure is Kanadiga. Kanadiga is a, yes, it's a big part. Brahmin? No. No? Brahmin is... So for me, the Brahmin thing is not something that I'm proud of or something like You should never be proud of the cast or the shit yes, that you're exactly. proud of. It. it just happened by mistake. <laughs> like, you know, like yeah, it's, exactly. it's happenstance. So there's no point in, I like making fun of them, but, uh, not like, Hey, I'm Brahmin, bro. Like, hey, hey, like <laughs> that does not happen. <laughs> okay. But, uh, mostly Karnataka, but also I want to 
my personality on stage is of this train wreck like this guy who had everything going for him but at one point everything just went bad and now he's struggling so that that's the vibe that you that i want to present on stage because that's actually true and for stand up comedy it is very important to be your true self on stage you cannot try to be someone else it has to come like every joke should be should have some truth to it otherwise the audience will immediately know like Your Speaking life. of which, you always talk about this nickel. Nickel, uh, yeah. Person. How true is this? Nickel, yeah, but nickel. Nickel is. Nickel is an act. I I was just drinking with him yesterday. <laughs> nickel is a true person. Uh, okay. One of my extremely close friends while I was growing up, and now he's actually directed a movie. Which oh. he's about to, he's planning on releasing it. Now he's not like that. But back then, me and him, we we were like these. Assholes who just pick on each other and all that shit. <laughs> okay, uh, Suhas, one question. I need to ask this for yeah. an engineer to an engineer. Yeah. Okay. We know many tools. Okay. We have cutting player. We have spanner. We have screwdriver. Mm-hmm. Why trishul? <laughs> Why trishul? <laughs> trishul. I don't. Trishul is also like a thing that Hindus use. You know what I mean? Like, um, like if you are going to kill somebody. Like people either take a long or a trishul knife. <laughs> so basically, my joke was that if you do this, the Hindu people are going to come and kill you. That was the joke. Dude, Vijay in movies uses trishul to kill people. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's very. No, but this trishul was in a particular place. Very interesting. Gand <laughs> me. Dude, we will kill you any which way possible. Like I'm literally telling you, Bangalore is one of the craziest places to live in. Like I've been reading a lot in the newspapers for the past couple of months. Like they're they're dying just like that. I remember reading this interview, uh, not not interview, a story where apparently this maid uh, has just finished like working in like two three houses and she's walking back home. She's talking to her friend on the phone. It's like hey, you're yeah, what to say? Ge, kaise koda la time ge? Your money banki ha ka ante? She said. And a junction box exploded next to her, <laughs> and she caught on fire and died. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like. <laughs> Like she's. That's how you can. And did you know that there were three people in a bar, like the local bar. The Trishul. Yeah. <laughs> Comedy happens in threes. Okay. Comedy always happens in threes. And there were like three people who were servers in a bar who got killed because they said that uh, you know we don't have digital payment. Whoa. Like that only happens in Bangalore. <laughs> like Paytm illa sir, and they kill you. <laughs> Like this Sochcast? Tune in for more with the Sochcast app from the Google Play Store. So I think we have been through our uh, school days. Hmm. Talk something about your engineering days, man. Engineering was the worst part of uh, I think my life so far. Like, uh, like you know, you think you're uh, like I remember I never wanted to do engineering. I actually wanted to study journalism or something like that. Like it was always something to do with the arts field, something like that. But uh, I remember getting uh, into a relationship, and my f- and my family actually never wanted me to take engineering. They were they were the kind of people who would not push me to. But the funny part is that my girlfriend's parents were actually at that time they were like, I think if you want if you if you want to be with her, then you have to take engineering. <laughs> and as is, at this point when you are young you think yeah love is everything and shit like that like stuff really messes with you and i was like okay then i'm taking engineering and i took computer science engineering and turns out i am 
really bad with computers <laughs> like <laughs> i never knew i thought computer coding and all will be fun but oh god it's just life draining and i remember failing for the for like the first time in my life i think i was when i failed in engineering and uh, i had backlogs i had like i got a year back so that like if you fail in more than four subjects then you have to stay back a year complete it and then go back that must have been a difficult i hope video is listening to this <laughs> it's it's one of the worst things i think you can do to a uh, it's not actually a good punishment for a kid who hates going to college you tell him nah take your time like <laughs> you're just stay at home <laughs> you'll be fine and you know it makes you more complacent because you're like ha huh, we have a year to write like four like four tests and then i read the day before <laughs> yeah exactly the same thing happened like for a year i remember that and my i think my parents had put me into tuition classes and everything but i would bunk the tuition classes also only in the last few months or not even the last few months last few weeks before the exam was when i actually studied But I did manage to clear it, but I still ended up dropping out like at the eighth semester. The eighth semester, like everyone was like, "It's just six more months, just complete it." But I was like, "No, I can't take it anymore. Like, if I continue doing this, then I think I'll die." And so I just dropped out. Like, and I think my parents were the most relieved. They were like, "Thank God you came to your senses. <laughs> this is not for you." And as soon as I told them I wanted to quit. The next day, me and my parents went to college. We told the faculty. The next day, I was out. Like, damn nice. And I wish parents were really as supportive as this. No, but I don't think. I think most parents are. It's just that they don't see the pain happening. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of kids hide it. But I was not one of. I was a drama queen. uh so i would be like in my house like I, in my head i was in a black and white movie crying okay every <laughs> single time so that's the vibe that i had in my house and my parents could literally see that i was getting more and more depressed as i was in this uh, field because it's i don't know if engineering uh, lecturers know this or whether it happens in any other field but there is a lot of humiliation attached to you not being good at something like if you are not getting good marks or if you are not attending classes properly there's a lot of humiliation that goes in like you have to meet the principal you have to bring your parents and they're like your 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 kid is an idiot he's not he's not smart he's not intelligent and like they literally burn down your self esteem and at one point you're just like maybe i am an idiot maybe i am worthless and i am not good i'm not fit to be in society like all these thoughts they enter your head and it really destroys you as a person and i think they can be a little more kinder i'm guessing like if it's possible uh so that it actually helps kids you know like like don't be like okay you're you're not getting this right let me help you that's never the attitude it's always like oh god what an idiot like that's how they treat you or at least in my college oh uh, yeah i think it's 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 more than humiliation i think it's it's more of an expectation that you're an engineering student you have to be to a certain level of uh, proficiency even if you're not good at it it doesn't matter to them it has to be like okay you're yeah, in that's the education system in india yeah i think like they expect you to just learn and get good marks and get like a job like a job job like you know 9 to 5 9 to 5 a 9 to 5 job that's it it's kind it's of like a one lakh package mm-hmm. and that means you're settled yeah nobody wants you to pursue something that you are passionate about and if you are trying to do something like that people will always try to put up obstacles in your way uh and that's and engineering was that point in my life where i was just like this is this is the biggest obstacle 
and i and i regret it because i wasted 5 years of my life on engineering 5 years that i will never get back you know which in which i could have done something else or i could have followed my passion a bit more or i could have you know done what i really wanted to do and all that so that 5 years is still a very big regret in my life that i i it's an absolute waste those 5 years when you think about it i learned a lot about life there but uh, nothing that has made me employable <laughs> like <laughs> but what made you choose stand up comedy again as a mainstream no i remember just uh, i used i started watching stand up at like 16 17 like louis ck uh, george carlin richard pryor all these people like they they became my heroes because they were they were saying the truth but with jokes yeah. and that really got to me and i never knew that uh, there was a stand up comedy scene in bangalore at that time i remember just watching some random video of uh, a guy called vipul goel uh whose video dropped on uh, uh the tvf channel like uh, the viral fever if you guys right right yeah yeah i remember that one and uh, so i remember watching that and i was just like wow okay this this is amazing and my friend nikhil was with me at the time <laughs> and uh, nikhil was just like hey this guy is awesome and he just went to his facebook profile and on his facebook page it it just said that he is in bangalore tomorrow performing at the big picture oh nice. and we were just like done like we're booking the tickets and that's when we booked tickets the next day we went to watch his show and that's when we realized that the people who went up before him were all bangalore comedians there were people like sanjay manakthala sandeep rao and all these people who went up there and and they were doing like bangalore specific jokes and all oh, those other yes. shit yeah. and it really was very entertaining that was an amazing night and that's when i was just like you know what i think i can do this like i in your head you have the theory but you want to do the practical like right. i want i think i want to do this at least give it a shot and i i think it was just it and the second show i went to i was just like done like this is what i want to do it just set in my head like i want to do this if possible for the rest of my life and i just started going to open mics after that and it that was horrible for 6 months i went to open mics and i never got one single laugh Wow. Oh god. And and it was like engineering all over again the humiliation the the pain all of that 6 months I didn't get a single laugh and the day I got my first laugh I remember like you feeling overwhelmed and going home and like crying I'm like finally it worked. <laughs> and that's it never looked back since then. It was just like almost a in a different high right? It was a fucking different high dude. Yeah. Like I never thought that it was possible because for six months, if you're doing something and you're just failing in yes, front of a live audience, yes, at least you were persistent audience. with this one. At least you were sure that you wanted to definitely do this, and you kept on doing it, even though you know some people did not. And Nikhil was actually very supportive at that time. Like he would come with me to all the open mics. Right. He's like, I think you can do this. You can do this. You have this thing in you, and he would take me to every single open mic. He would sponsor my alcohol at these open mics. Be <laughs> like. have some liquid courage <laughs> you know i and i go up <laughs> um, thanks it. to you nikhil because of you we have one of the best comedians right here there you go no no i mean like i am I, also a remarkable man very remarkable you are oh god i have one more question for you like uh, in this uh, generation there are like so many people who wants to come out and they want to try something new right mm. so it's not only in the field of comedy Yeah. arts singing dancing and all those things so if you want to give them some advice 
like out of your experience what it uh advice i think it's basically like just start doing it like there's no there's no other way like you know there's no other advice like even if you if comedians have just started come up to me and they're like how do you write a joke you're like you just get up on stage figure it out yourself there's no actual way of writing a joke you can probably write a joke that no one has ever written before like just a new format maybe whatever it might be but you just have to start doing it until and unless you don't start you will never know whether this is something that you want to do i think we were discussing this before uh, uh, you had, like he was like it's okay if you're bad at a job just change it yeah. but you have to go to the job to know whether you're good at it or good not at it. Oh, yes <laughs> right like <laughs> and if you're bad at it then you can change it but keep doing different things and if you if it fits for you then stay at it that's all you can say like just have to stick with it no matter what anybody else says no matter what judgment society passes on you just have to keep doing it there's no other way of uh, trying to make it and even if you even if success doesn't come knocking very early like for me i'm relatively not that successful when compared to a lot of the biggest comedians in the country like they're earning crores and lakhs and everything but i'm still quite relatively unknown and but even then i still keep doing it because you know if it doesn't come knocking early that doesn't mean that it won't happen yeah just stick with it yes i've noticed this one culture in stand up comedy where a lot of south indian comedians mock north indians and north indians mock south indians have you seen a lot of north indians mock south indians oh yes you yes. have oh yeah, yeah. yes i've oh. had personal experience over there like mm. fucking south indian <laughs> <laughs> yeah we kind of yeah we study better than you like <laughs> what a, what <laughs> can they insult you common difference like. of sub madrasi hote and like south indian comedy in telling is like okay you make comedy of us we are going to make a chapati song on you yeah oh you made a reference <laughs> yeah. nice <laughs> uh but that's always going to be there like i because there is that, that that is the reality right when you look at it like in real life the, there is sort of a tension between north indians and south indians it's always been there and why not talk about it <laughs> you know like why not make jokes about it because i think if you make joke about a joke about something it becomes lighter it becomes more easily digestible <laughs> and it's i remember once like uh, a friend of mine me and uh, like me and my friend navin uh, we were in bombay to perform right uh, we had to perform in the habitat in bombay no this is the habitat no we were, we were supposed to perform in uh, the hive at that time and uh, we were in our hotel room and that's when the kaveri band the uh, kaveri riots were happening in bangalore and uh, in karnataka and tamil nadu and he's a tamilian and i'm a kannadiga right and we were in bombay and and that's when i realized the hatred is so specific because on my facebook timeline all i'm seeing are stories that are anti tamilian and on his facebook all stories that he's seeing is anti kannadiga <laughs> right like it's like, i think that's what facebook does it's like it's like it caters to you it's like oh you are anti kannadiga we'll give you anti kannadiga shit to see but we won't show you anti tamilian stuff tamilian stuff so it's like uh, so that's when both of us actually we were like this is stupid what's happening like you know like and we actually put out a, i think a video we went live on facebook with each other and i remember we had ordered water uh from the <laughs> from the hotel right like we wanted some two bottles of mineral water it had been an hour and they had not given it to us and we just held like two empty bottles of water both in each hand and they're like guys but he's tamilian i'm kannadiga but 
we're in bombay and they're not giving us water guys <laughs> like i think this is more important we should focus on north indians <laughs> more but it was just it's just a funny thing to say you know you don't like i think it's there so make fun of it it's not an issue i think not like i have a lot of north indian friends a lot of south indian friends it's just you, you make fun of each other it's okay i know but it's actually in indian culture i think it's kind of believe that uh, anyone comes to your house the first thing that you offer is water <laughs> <laughs> and we have and we are really very much fighting for water. water and that's actually when you think about it it's all our fault right like because we have not taken care of the kaveri we have not given it its due we have taken all these resources without replenishing them so it's like it's all our fault we can't like just put it on the other government <laughs> right like you also have to be you also have to take some responsibility sometimes yes. in your life that's true that's true uh, it became very serious this uh, oh. <laughs> suddenly we were having like uh, light stuff and then suddenly it <laughs> became very right. dark or <laughs> uh, uh, no but comedy is that sort of thing where you can take any serious thing and you can not uh, tell it to people and people you can deliver a message but no, still i think it's, it's not a message for that kind of a comedy uh, most uh, at least some part accept but some of them still retaliate telling no what you are telling is wrong uh, a lot of people do that a lot of people so like so like see i i see people roasting each other in us like justin bieber roasting another person another person but here aib does a roast and like it's banned yeah they got banned right they got like the that, roast the got show, banned and now aib show. is no more <laughs> yeah exactly yeah not people need to it. chill maybe <laughs> yeah. take some liquid courage just chill so, so like with this kind so of a mindset yeah. with this kind of a mindset and when you make jokes that some people find it offensive have has someone confronted you live like right in front of you telling oh yeah a lot of times it's happened and uh, how do you handle it i remember once getting punched uh right in the stomach because i was uh, doing an open mic in at that time it was there in church street social they put it up in the smoking room of a of the place at that time and so basically you are performing and people who want to smoke cigarettes they're coming inside and after the cigarettes over they're leaving so they're not hearing the entire joke they're just hearing bits and pieces of it and i was doing this joke at that time about how canada is a little weird because we have pullinga strilinga napumsakalinga and in napumsakalinga we put all the animals and the dog, uh, like everything all the animals birds in napumsakalinga and it was just a weird thought basically it's like do you think that if the dogs found out that they were in under napumsakalinga would they feel bad about it like you know like you're they're being called impotent like there was some fuck all joke that i was going for but i remember just going up on stage and saying canada is a weird language and immediately one guy just heard it and he's like hey body magna horak baning torstil i didn't take much of it i thought okay fine he's just fucking around i remember just walking out alone at that point and he just came and like fucking punched me right in the gut okay and it was like a solid punch like i had tears in my eyes you know like i was like Ugh! and i'm like and i didn't do well also in that open mic and that guy punched and said don't salam maatadidre kannadigar bagge odadu size padte but in his head he does not know i am a kannadigar dude like <laughs> i am the same it's just that you didn't hear the entire joke and i remember he just left after that but after some time i just stood and my eyes are, i still have tears in my eyes i remember at that time navin richard was hosting the open mic and he came out he saw me there were tears in my eyes and he's just like 
it happens bro like sometimes you bomb it's okay don't take it so seriously and i'm like i'm not crying because of that dude <laughs> but i didn't tell anything to him i was just like screw it and i just left after that so there are a lot of people who take offense very easily and like you said they are not open to the idea of uh, uh messages trying to be delivered through stand up i think purely because it has to do with the fact that i think age plays a massive role in that because if you're like uh, let's say 35 40 and a 27 year old is coming up on stage and trying to tell you how to live your life it it is going to seem like what the fuck does this kid know like you know he's not seen life as much as i have so I, in kannada we have that saying no shankarinda vandrane thirtha so it has to come from the right person you cannot just because you've started doing stand up doesn't mean that yeah you can experiment with everything you have that right but that's also a learning process is knowing what you can and cannot say at that point like because if you are a 25 or 23 year old kid who's just seeing life i don't think you should be talking about like you know massive existential crisis or like you know how hey, the un is not doing its work properly bro and all that if you say like what do you know dude like you don't know shit you you you're born with this privilege you you're like a privileged cunt who's like you know i'm oh, i'm going to talk about this bro because this is my opinion then nobody cares that what your opinion is just two jokes and leave at that point you need to wait i think only when you're more skilled at the craft will you be able to deliver those messages properly yes. if you're not that skilled i i don't think a lot of people who are stand up comedy in bangalore is still in its infancy it's, i think it's 10 years that's all right and i've been doing this just for 5 so if you want to take up like a big issue and talk about it none of us actually are that skilled to talk about that issue with all its nuances you need people like that like people with age with experience who understand the world properly to give you you need a shankar <laughs> i don't think anybody right here right now is actually a shankar like they're just the regular guys yes that's why i think it's more here because you a lot of people take more offense because they're like who are you like why are you telling us this is a big issue and some comedians just have to accept that and try to it's like walking in a field with landmines you need to know exactly where where to put your legs so that you don't blow yourself up oh, yes, like this sochcast tune in for more with the sochcast app from the google play store that that's a huge amount of risk actually That's the best best comedy is a very India. sensitive thing to land actually uh, like in, in a country people, like india in a country in a like india like where india. people can easily get offended Offend. by anything uh, so so there's a very a thin line where you have to cross and uh, and very few people get to cross it yeah it's you just have to figure out that's why we have open mic spelling we go up on stage and we try doing jokes the same joke we try to do in front of different audiences to see if it works so we open do, mic is all about being experimental experimental do your new jokes see if it works because it's generally free so the audience also knows that now i think it's mainly like 100 bucks or something for an open mic so you see like some 12 or 15 comedians come up doing 5 5 minutes each each of new material like this is what we want to try and say and if it works it works if it doesn't work they go back and they rework it because now you've landed on a landmine it blew up in your face now how do i avoid this landmine and like 
try to rework the joke in such a way that it works that's all that there is and this is the only not the only i my my might be wrong but it's one of the professions where you, it's instant feedback you know how you're doing right from the get go it's not like a movie which you make and you release in the in the theaters and you see if the audience likes it or not while it's like while you're on stage you know whether you're doing well or not and i think that's why open mics are very necessary and we have a lot of open mics now in bangalore i think we're one of the cities that has a maximum amount of open mic open mics yeah. so suhas do you have a goal or certain like do you want to go on an international travel all of it like all every it. single thing international tour like go all across the world performing stand up it's always been a dream and i'm not i i don't want to be i'm not like those travelers that uh, you know that you don't need to spend money to travel around the world i want to spend money i want to stay in like a seven star hotel in a in new york you know i don't want i don't want to go there and stay in like an airbnb fuck you i want to stay in like this swanky like you know like a grand yacht hotel or something like that like because i'm that big a deal as a comedian <laughs> that those that's the dream like you know first class ticket all across the world dude i want like a first class plane ticket across the world that's the that's class. the dream that's the stuff that's, yeah, the, that's dream. the dream right that's the dream to yeah. perform as a comedian like going all across the world to perform performed all across, at least all across india i'm guessing but uh, yeah but the world which all cities have you performed till now actually bangalore chennai hyderabad uh, mumbai pune vellore coimbatore uh, delhi i have not gone to yet and uh, yeah, quite a lot more there's a state called as kerala have you ever visited yes <laughs> kerala yes i have performed in kochi kochi okay. yeah yeah okay it lies the best when it comes to beef <laughs> oh dude i i remember going to a college uh, not in kochi i think it was vellore also vellore also is like that i remember performing the christian medical college cmc college in vellore and they take us to the college uh, because there are a lot of food stalls in the college there was the fest and every single stall had some some beef curry some beef fry some beef th- and i'm like yeah okay <laughs> bjp hasn't got here yet like good <laughs> <laughs> i have a question for you how important does your emotion play when you are performing a set you need to understand how to like I I don't know this is something that I keep doing is that I try my best to like whatever emotion I am in right before like I usually reach the venue of a comedy if if a comedy show is happening I reach the venue like around 30 40 minutes before and you sit there trying to get into the right mindset before you get up on stage because you can't carry your baggage on onto the stage and I have done that sometimes when I've just gone up and I've bombed because I've been feeling sad or I've been feeling angry and the audience starts feeling pity for you so they don't laugh like it's like ah papa <laughs> like you know, all of that shit will happen so you need to get into the right mindset before a show anger works sometimes anger works miracles like if you're really angry about something and you go up on stage and you're in that like that shit like for in that angle no like it translates to the audience they're like yeah we hit that too <laughs> and they and they start clapping and but that's the only thing i think that works provided you have some jokes there to back it up but uh, any other emotion like if you're sad before a show or if you're depressed or like frustrated it's not going to carry on 
Were you angry during the TED talk actually? During the TED talk, you saw the TED talk. Yeah, yeah. We researched a lot. That was actually a very good motivational speech. Yeah, dude, like you were so full of energy, oh. and you just wanted to punch someone right there. You're like, I was not. It's not a one-way conversation. You can talk. This is not on YouTube. You can talk. No, but the, the reason that it, like the people who went up before and after me in the TED talk, like there was one army guy who uh, basically saves wildlife in. Uh, all these places like he's talking about how certain endangered species are protected by the army and how they're and and there's another person who's talking about artificial intelligence and its impact on society and all that and there's another woman who goes up and talks about sonar and uh, so on and all this shit but they were extremely boring <laughs> like you know they had like a presentation they had they were mic'd up with a collar mic and they were just like ha ha Uh, so this happens. Uh, this is happening. Uh, what is this? Ah, uh, yeah, okay. Ah, uh, and they're just going like that. And I was literally standing by the stage. It's not a stage, whatever that was. And like I could see the students sleeping. Like you know, like they're nodding off. They're like, and that's when they just come up to me and they're like, okay, you're next. And I was just like, I don't want to call them. I just give me a mic in my hand. Just went up and I'm like, "Hi guys, hi, wake up!" <laughs> like, "Hi, this is in- this is an interaction. Come on!" Like, it, it was it's basically trying right to wake them up. Magne, yeh dilo. But you know what? I actually got a lot of applause and like laughs from the, those people. But uh, the mic was not kept near them. Oh, <laughs> so when in, when you when I see the video, I'm like, "Chai, it doesn't seem like I'm doing well." <laughs> like you know. but they were actually laughing and they they were like clapping and shit like that only in the beginning and the ending you hear the applause because it's very loud yeah but yeah that was i just winged that like i just i knew what i wanted to talk about but i was just like i'm not writing anything down you didn't have any ppt as well like i was like i don't need a ppt i don't need all that like ppt is basically for people who want you to pay attention because they they have a boring personality Like <laughs> that's uh, uh, that's, that's every MBA professional <laughs> like you meet. Okay, like PPTs are generally like, oh, look at all these colors because I'm not interesting enough. Like, you know, look at that, look at that text jumping in. Yeah, look at that text jumping Crap. in. Look at the ad. Look at look at all that. Like, ooh, <laughs> you don't need that. Like, if you're if you're interesting enough and if you're like if you put in enough so energy, enough? yeah, you don't need that. You don't need that. You can just still put your point across and people will still listen to you. Uh, so I was just like, no PPT, and they were like. the first tech talk with no ppt and <laughs> like yeah man i'm not i don't have a ppt okay screw you ever ever in your life did you have stage fear i till today have stage fear you were so good at debates in school though i i my legs were shaking behind the podium like you you were not you could not see those see that like i still today i have chronic stage fear Like before a show, I pace up and down, up and down, up and down. I'm like shit, 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 shit. What if this does not go well? What if this does not go well? What if, what if nobody laughs? What if you know, like, like uh, tomorrow an article is going to come on the paper saying how bad I was. Like it's just like in your head, you're just like, oh man, this is going to be bad. This is going to be bad. This is going to be bad. But the thing I really love about because you've been doing, I've been doing this for so long that as soon as I go on stage, it switches off. Mm. that fear is gone when i when i'm up there mm. it's a magic it's just like i'm extreme suddenly become extremely comfortable i'm like yeah now i know what to do but half an hour to one hour before every show i'm panic yeah, it's like uh, a two phase as we were talking about 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. Like, I don't know which. Yeah, I think it's a bit like Two Face. Like, like the personality just switches. Personality just switches when I'm up there. Yeah. Like, and that's happened quite a lot of times. Like, and I felt it. Like, but as if the show goes badly, also when I'm on stage, I I, I still look confident. But it's only when I walk off stage, I'm like, oh shit, that went bad. Like, <laughs> but on stage, you're really like. Ah. <laughs> It's doing okay. Yeah, you have to have that confidence when a joke doesn't land or something when the audience don't receive it in the right way. Or like you have to have the confidence to keep going. You have to be okay with silences. Yeah, some people just stop and like, oh damn. So I do uh, believe that, that you actually concentrate on lot of people who appreciate more than critics out there. Oh no, can be stand-up comedians are the worst critics. They will like because I hang around with stand-up comedians most of the oh. time. All my close friends are stand-up comedians. and they will they are broken they will be like even you will think that you did a very great job and you'll walk off stage and they're like that joke is shit like oh <laughs> why did you do that joke that was so <laughs> hack like you know stop doing that like you know they they are literally like in your face uh, and they're truthful about it and i think that's that's one good thing about it is like in stand up comedy you're not surrounded by a lot of yes men you know like because all the comedians they they're just like yeah fuck you you're, you're bad Yes, is that you get instant feedback, whatever may be uh, positive or negative, you get it immediately. Immediately, and no, nobody is kind to like kind about that. Like you can be friends with them, and you can hang out, and you can chill, and yeah. everything. But if you have done even remotely badly, they will point at you, make jokes about you, and laugh at you to your face. And that's just how it is. Uh, but comedy is is kind of subjective, right? It depends on non person to person. Uh, 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 so how seriously do you take the critics of other comedians towards you? Not much. Not you. You should know what to pick and choose. Mm. Like you can't take it too seriously to an extent that you're like, oh shit, I'm bad. Because mm. there have been times, there have been shows that I have done wherein there'll be another comedian who goes up before me or after me and does really well, and I do extremely badly. Right. But. There's the same per same two people will go up in another show and I do extremely well and that person does really bad. So that's how subjectivity comes into yes. play. Like you don't know, you're never one hundred percent. Like there will always be people who don't who won't like you, and that's something you have to be okay about. Especially when the YouTube video went up, the amount of a lot of love came my way, but a lot of hate also came my way. And, I think it's it's something you should expect once something goes on the internet. Yeah, uh, it's, it's no longer your content. That's it. Uh, so there'll be people who'll be positive. There'll be people who'll be extremely negative for no reason. I know a lot. Of, I've seen a lot of people using clippings for other troll videos, and people don't even. Uh, that's one thing I remember. It went uh, there was some guy who put it on TikTok. Okay, like he took my video, and he just took that uh, Gandhi Trishul bit. and he's done a tiktok video and someone sends me the link saying that dude check out this tiktok video of this guy he's just a guy sitting on his bed and he's like doing the doing i i found thing. a couple and i sent you one i forwarded one for you like a this troll video where they generally use it to troll tiktokers they had used your clipping in that yeah I, I, there's a lot that they've used No, but what I really liked about the TikTok video was that he's put it up, but he's not given me credit. Yeah, <laughs> you know, it's not like he's not given me credit saying this is from so and so person. But when I went to the comment section, every second comment is like, "This is from this is stand-up comedy by Swasna." This is stand-up comedy by Swasna. Like, Some people know. <laughs> people know you. People know. 
So that was a solace. But TikTok, these these twelve things that really, yeah. No, mm. because if, even if someone is saying something that I support, you know, but they are using my video to scold that person, <laughs> and, and you're like, guys, like, uh, but what what that person is saying is actually right. Just to, <laughs> no, I, I you have no control over it. Yeah. And once the content is on the internet, you don't know how it's going to be interpreted. You don't know how it's going to be used. Like this podcast, when you put it out, I'm pretty sure you'll get some hate for it. Oh yeah. Like we just get. <laughs> oh, we're very far used to it. <laughs> so we have one answer for them. There's Trishul. <laughs> <laughs> There's one Trishul for it. Actually, at this point, we'd like to know what people think, whether it's positive or negative, because we uh, three, you know, we keep changing things continuously. So there's a Trishul here too. <laughs> oh, <what? laughs> in threes again. Comedy happens in threes. Comedy happens in threes. Yeah. But yeah, it's pretty weird. Is there any situation like where people have bragged like, hey, you know, like I've seen like say uh, they know some comedian. Like uh, example, I remember this situation. Like someone telling, I, I used to tell I, I'm a big fan of S. A. Arvind, and uh, a guy was bragging, hey, you know what? He was my classmate. He was my roommate in engineering and all this stuff. Has anyone bragged about you like this? Like I know this guy very well. You have, motherfucker. This guy said that. I like. I know you have. You are my classmate. This guy said that a couple of days. You better start talking about this comedian. He's awesome. Yeah, I mean, like I, I was praising you, telling you, you're awesome. But but you're actually talking about yourself. See, the highlight of the show is the girl who's showing up for your show. Yeah, girl who's showing up for my show. Ah, you were talking about that engineering friend who just showed up. Showed up. Yeah, I really, I even now I don't remember her name. No, she just came. I think it was a Canada show. I finished it and I'm standing outside and she comes and she's like, "Hey, hi, do you remember me?" And I'm like, "No." Who actually? We were in the same class for four years, and I was like, "Oh shit, dude!" And that was how poor my attendance was. Like, no idea who this person was. She looked vaguely familiar. Like, like you know, like. Like if you see like a some guy who's an extra in a movie walking around, you know, alone or anything, you know, but you don't know where <laughs> don't to place know. him. <laughs> Same thing with this guy happened to me. <laughs> like, but th- that's when I knew I knew that that was how bad my uh, attendance was. But no, dude, call, I don't think that has happened that much. The question you asked like that, like, hey, I don't suppose no, that no, no, not yet. Someday, no, we are actually expecting it to happen very soon. Don't worry. Someday, someday. It's right. I mean, your content is so good. You, I think. When did you see me last? In the Clinks, no? Hilton. Yeah, the Hilton, that bar called Clinks. Yeah, we tried to record that day. Yes. For YouTube, we couldn't get the the infamous the infamous five. It's never too late. We have the best recording right now. <laughs> uh, we'll see. <laughs> I don't know how you're gonna piece this <laughs> together. Uh, you know shows now, uh, especially on Amazon, like how we know the stand-up comedy competition, like competing people against each other is going on. Comic Stan. Comic Stan, yes. Huh. Uh, how has this digital era changed stand-up comedy in India? It has, in a way, that uh, before uh, people would generally want to come out to watch stand-up comedy. Like they'd be like, "We want to experience stand-up comedy, whether we know who the person is or not." But now, because of Comic Stand, because of all these specials coming out, in their head, they're like, "Huh, we know these five to six comedians who we like, and we're only going to watch them. Watch them. We're not going to come out and try to see new people. 
so this has affected live performance has also affected live performance quite a lot because uh generally we used to get like at least uh, for a like you remember that show at clinks like how we i think we had like some 30 people there yes. that day and now it's like if you try to put up a show like today i have a show that sold zero tickets because in their head it's like i don't know who this person is person i don't is. know suhas i don't know namit so i don't i think we're going to not go there see today someone from comics if they see someone from comics or if they see someone big names big names they will tell like we know these people we're going to keep going for them and not a lot of people want to experiment and try to lose. and i think if this does uh, when this does go out uh, please try to support the local talent that you have in your city yes yes like that is very important because they are going to go watch the big names go watch the people from comics town do all that at the same time please do try to support the local talent in your city because there's a lot of talent out there that you probably have not seen or haven't uh, heard of but they're really good and it's and they need your support like you know what i mean like it's important for them to it's necessary for them to grow and help help your uh, your local talent to reach that status at least like this sochcast Tune in for more with the Sochcast app from the Google Play Store. Yes, I think I am one of those people who watch comedy mostly online because I am a couch potato <laughs> for the most part. But Can after hearing, yes, exactly. After what you have said, even I feel like yes, I need to go somewhere and see this uh, shows. Like Ganesh went to a couple of live. Oh, I try to pull them to a lot of stand-up. This guy actually dragged me to one, but it actually got me hooked up with that. No, which who did you watch? Uh, Kung Fu Panda. Kung Fu Panda. Oh. Uh, Uh, baggy 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 yeah, yeah yeah no it's a whole different experience mm. what's the point if you are just looking at a tv and you're like <laughs> and i was the guy who made these guys sit in the front row like guys sit in the front row you don't know what the experience is you will get roasted <laughs> and i was the one who got roasted that day <laughs> <laughs> no but you are you have always been an easy target <laughs> for that yeah, you always look like that like i remember like, i remember he's doing comedy and i'm licking fingers here like it's like frenchy pinky ping ponky i choose you <laughs> yeah, yeah, sharma it doesn't matter <laughs> like Well, that's what happened to you in school also like, <laughs> yeah. you're the one who is like ha huh, he's an easy target i can make fun of him and yeah. you have that personality a little bit now now you're a little bit better but back then but oh. still i got picked up twice in stand up comedy one was by baggy and one more time was with by another person you want to name that person <laughs> i don't want to really name bad. that person it was really bad right? it was bad for me <laughs> oh god But yeah, I think it's okay. I mean, first. Yeah, it was fun it was for me. So like, I enjoyed that experience. Like, yeah, out of uh, experience, not experience. I'm just not gonna ask you a question. Like, uh, when you target this audience, do they get offensive sometimes? Like, do you notice the way they talk back to you has a different tone? Like, they get angry on you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's uh, it's it's a risk you have to take. Like I told you, uh, like if. and that only comes with experience like crowd work what we call it we call it crowd work only happens when you've been on stage so many times that you know exactly what question to ask how far to go how insulting can we be mm-hmm. like you know some people go too far mm-hmm. some people you need that balance only happens when you're on stage for a long time that's true 
it's happened quite a lot like uh, quite a lot of times for me also when i've asked a question or i made fun of an audience member and that person get, has got offended and they've left the show <laughs> like <laughs> they're like fuck you and they just leave yeah, it happens and that only happens by trial and error so i think now i'm in a place where i know exactly how far to go how and do i remember once and it's very bad if you're a newcomer and you're starting out for the first time remember an extremely close friend of mine called suman he actually went up on stage and hosting for the very first time so he has to talk to the audience and there's a there's a table that's making a lot of noise so he turns to them and he's like in his mind he has to do a joke about getting hit in the nuts by a cricket ball <laughs> that's his joke so he doesn't know what to ask them to keep them quiet so he just turns and he just goes uh uh hey guys guys that table that table have you ever been hit in the nuts by a cricket ball <laughs> and the audience member immediately responds yeah but that was less painful than what you're doing right now <laughs> that was brutal that's the reverse roast <laughs> like because sometimes audience members know that like oh you'll roast me i'll roast you back fuck you like they'll sit there like that. <laughs> it feels <laughs> like like they are on top if they roast the person on so the basically stage basically suhas is building up more comedians <laughs> <laughs> build up my friends build up you need that man like i i had opened for sa in one show mm-hmm. and uh, i was opening for him and i was just talking to the audience and there was this one guy i remember he just screams uh, uh, i don't want to see you I've been waiting from 2:30 from 2:30 is waiting for a show that's going to happen at 8 okay wow. to see essay because essay was very yeah. big he said I've been waiting here from 2:30 and all that shit he said and then I don't know why I just turned and I'm uh, I just let that be for some time and I'm just talking to another few people and uh, the at, at one point uh, I think Arvind essay had a joke about him still being a virgin at that point So I was I did a joke about sex and suddenly that guy screams I'm a, hey we're all virgins and I just turned to him and like yeah you've been here from 2:30 I knew you were a virgin since then <laughs> <laughs> and as when everyone laughed and I was like beta suraj pe torch nahi marte nice you have those moments which are nice I remember once like an entire row of people from England okay they're sitting in like the second Whoa. row and we're making jokes and i can tell that they're not understanding because some of the comedians who are going up are in hindi but they're understanding me because i do major, uh, majority of my set in, in english and i'm just asking them where are you from and they just go england and immediately i just went at that time it hadn't happened but immediately i just went how does it feel to have never won a cricket world cup done <laughs> it was over and they just kept quiet for the entire set because they're like this guy will fuck us if we talk <laughs> so uh, just have to do that you learn that through experience otherwise you, yeah yeah you have to crash and burn sometimes and it's okay, it's okay. who's your favorite comedian till date one person you can list out in like in that comes to your mind it, no, it could be international any any dave shapel Okay. Dave Chappelle is good. This is by far one of my most favorite comedians ever. Like, and he is not just an inspiration, but he is badass on stage. That's the guy. Like, if you want to know how how what standards you should set yourself to, you should watch that guy. Hmm? That's great. 
Okay, can you tell me some of the characteristics that stand-up comedians should have that will make them successful? There's no such thing. No such thing. No such thing. Like, you can be a stand-up comedian. You just showcase your characteristics truthfully. Uh, so, at the least, you need to have a charismatic personality. No. It doesn't have to be. It doesn't have to be. I've seen people who, have, who are absolutely shit and have no personality off stage. On stage also, they have no personality. But the jokes that they've written are so good that people still laugh. So, it's... Uh, 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 so this field is very extremely inaccessible for everybody then it's accessible for everyone yeah like whatever as long as your jokes are good people will laugh there's no like set personality that oh you have to be charming or you have to be like yes. this and that you have to be thin you have to have good looks look at me I'm like fucking fat like nobody cares they just want to come and see good comedy they just want to laugh if you're providing that to them they they will take it so if our audience wants to reach out to you on social media how can they reach out to you on Facebook on Instagram Suhas Navaratnam just type just that Suhas Navaratnam yeah Facebook Instagram you can find me and, I'm, and I reply most of the times as long as you are not creepy <laughs> oh yeah that'd be creepy do you have stalkers <laughs> yeah <laughs> and so for the people like, who can't see this we saw an expression on Suhas place which actually <laughs> I have definitely experienced it. Uh, oh. Has anyone proposed you online based on your shows? No, but you know, the universe is a motherfucker, okay? I will tell you why. <laughs> when I was single for two and a half years, Beku, 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 and the Kilt I did time only. I didn't get anything. Okay. okay. Like completely, like a complete two and a half year dry spell wherein I'm desperate and I want I want to be with a woman and all <laughs> Nothing happened. But then finally, finally, I get into a relationship. And I'm like, okay, now I'm stable. Suddenly, all these women come over. <laughs> like It's like they know. They wait until you're committed. And then all these women, they're messaging. They're like, I think I find you extremely cute. Like all this, all these messages. And I'm like, I can't reply to this. My girlfriend will kill me. <laughs> you're just like, but why didn't this happen? Like before, like, you know, like I, nothing has changed. It's just the fact that I'm in a relationship. But somehow the universe knows. It's like, huh, now you're in a relationship and now I'll show you temptation. <laughs> it's it's <laughs> worse how it works. It's like, if she really was tested by Rambe dancing. No, it's basically Suhas. <laughs> it's basically Suhas saying, chi 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 You have to do that, man. Like, male people are uh, are different. Like me, I think the men, they're, they're mostly like, they're like, Adam, Adam, bro, bro, talk to me, bro, talk to me, bro. But I sometimes I haven't seen it because it's in another inbox. So I would not have seen it at all. But you can see how it like changes like they'll be like, bro, bro, please bro, just talk to me once, bro. Come on, dude, like please help bro. Like bro, I just want to ask you a question. Then it's like Gandu, Bodhi Maga. Like, how are you not replying to me, you asshole? What do you think you're better than me? Like it just like, just like and I'm like, dude, I and I've seen this for the first time and then I reply, Hi man, I'm really sorry, I couldn't see it. It was in another inbox and they're like, Oh, okay, Anna, ha, thank you. I'm like, motherfucker, you already scolded me so much already. Yeah, that's happened so many times. After a while they get a sense of entitlement, like, what the fuck? Yeah, they're like, and like I remember, like I, when the video went out and it started doing well. I mean, relatively well. It's not that that great also, but I used to get messages a lot. Like, when is your next video coming? It's not like, so when is your next video coming, or bro, like when is your next video coming? We are waiting and all that. No, nothing like that. They're like, when is your next video coming? Like in that tone, you can see in capital letters. They're like, when is your next video coming? It's been eight months, eight months. <laughs> 
I'm waiting here. Where is the next video? I'm like, no, we have to save money. We have to get an audience. We have to like get cameras. We have to do all that. And if the audience is not coming, then how can we record? And then that I don't care. Next video next has to video. be recorded. And I, in my head, I'm just like, dude, if there's no audience, I can't record. And if I can't record, I can't get audience. <laughs> so it's like it's a dilemma. You have to face it. And there, some of them are very rude. But I'm not saying that all of them are maximum. Like ninety percent of the messages that I've got have always been sweet. Nice. I've always been like, we really like what you're doing, and everything like that. But that ten percent, oh, they're a force of nature. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Thank you so much for being here with us today, Suhas. Thank Thanks. you so much for having me. Yeah, it was yeah. a lot of fun, actually. Yeah. This interview. We had a fun conversation. We could, you know, we went back to our childhood days and like mm-hmm. nostalgia stuff a little bit. And also, we got to learn about how stand-up comedy industry is, especially in Bangalore city, how it's growing yeah. and how the opportunities are. How Suhas had his journey in this industry. If anyone is aspiring to become a stand-up comedian, I think they have some tips as to what they can do. There are no tips. Yes, there are no tips, but at least <laughs> a little bit of motivation and do's yeah. and don'ts kind of Maybe stuff. Maybe some starting point. Starting hmm. point at least. They know where to start off. Thank you so much for tuning in to the reality talk show. We will be back again next week with an other episode. Stay tuned. Thanks for listening. I hope you enjoyed this Sochcast. What is your Soch? Send us your comments on our Facebook page and Instagram page. It's time for you to do your own Sochcast at Sochcast. Apni Soch, dunia ko sunao. Sochcast.